Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Grant McNamara. Grant is a goofy nerd with elegant style and confidence. Is that even a real thing? <laughs> Don't let the jokes and laughter distract you. One minute talking with Grant about fashion and style is all it takes to see how passionate and talented he really is. As one of Chicago's top stylists for both men and women, he doesn't see any client as a challenge, but just as an opportunity to have fun. Now, Grant is beginning to design his own line, G. Alexander. Not having any formal background in fashion, he went from consulting and corporate world to being named one of Chicago's most stylish men in just a couple years. What does that attribute to? His ma making him iron his clothes when he was younger. That caring and telling his personal story through style and living happily. It might help with that he won a nationwide model search contest and has been seen in numerous publications and videos, including the cover of Chicago Style Wedding Magazine, the face of Life Kitchen Ads, and the face of a local custom clothing company. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this chat with Grant McNamara. So we're sitting down with Grant McNamara today. Grant, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. Let's get right into it. You are a renaissance man, male model, fashion enthusiast, overall phenomenal person. Give us a quick background on you. Well, I didn't start off as any of those. (laughs) I uh, grew up, family, three brothers, two parents, uh, northwest suburbs of Chicago, and fashion and elegant things and you know everything that kind of defines me now is definitely not what I started off as. Uh, In college I was a communication major and I was all about getting a corporate job and my first job out of school was a consulting role uh, with a phenomenal company but it was always corporate life. That's the expectation kind of where I grew up around and the people and the families around that we grew up with, it was always about you're a doctor, a lawyer, or a successful business person. And fashion was never on my mind, really. I always cared about, you know, how I looked like and, you know, what I wore, but those things developed a little later and with a a big life event that came along after um, school as well kind of changed who I was and I got in a car accident uh, six months out of college that really changed everything and changed my perspective on everything and that's when I decided you know to live life by that cliche that life's short you should do what makes you happy so I quickly found a different role that I thought was going to make me happy for a little while because I was all about the money and they flashed some big money in front of me and you know, when you're 24, that's really appealing. So I took it, mm-hmm. but I don't like to speak negatively about prior bosses or anything, but the boss sucked. And I had moved across the hall from a clothing designer and I just started hanging out with him more and more and 
finally saw that my passion just lied in fashion and style and to me it's really about telling a personal story through how you dress, how you look, the way you carry yourself. So despite my background having nothing to do with fashion at all, it's become a big part of who I am. So let me get a quick opinion on this. You said the cliche of following your passion, right? Some people kind of take that to the nth degree of, I'm quitting tomorrow, see ya. I'm going to do my own startup. I'm going to build the next Facebook or whatever, something along those lines. From your experience, what should people do when they actually want to follow their own passion but also pay their bills, take care of their family, not live in the parents' basement kind of situation? So the best kind of way that, you know, I can use kind of myself as the example, I didn't say, oh, I'm passionate about fashion and style and menswear. I was a successful business person Mm -hmm. and decided to use my business talents and skills in the fashion industry. So I started running the business of a custom clothing company in Chicago and that was kind of my pitch to him early on was while creating that job for me it was you run the fashion side I'll do the business side and it was about using what your current skills are to get into that thing that you are passionate about because the more I hung out with him and saw that world my eyes just kept getting bigger and bigger like wow this is something I really love and over time, my marketing skills and my business skills mm-hmm. kind of just segued into designing and I spent so much time around him and other designers and studying design and the greats and you know some of the most famous labels. And the more I started picking up on those names and ideas, designing became more and more natural to me. And then it became even more of a passion. So my advice would be to take your skills and apply it to the industry that Mm -hmm. you're interested in because it's not realistic to say, I'm quitting right away and starting, you know, the next Facebook. But it is absolutely realistic to say, I'm quitting to go to a job where I'm doing something similar, but for something I'm way more interested in. Let me give you an example. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I was talking to someone the other day, and they're like, hey, I'm looking for a job in fashion. I'm like, awesome. You know, run this podcast. You know, know a couple people in the industry. Tell me about yourself. Oh, well, blah, 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 whatever. Like, okay, so do you, do you work in fashion? No. What, where's your interest? Well, I want to work in fashion in L.A. I'm like, but I work for a tech company here in Chicago. I'm like... You have nothing on your resume to get you in the door there. I'm like, maybe, do you have any recommendations of connecting those two dots, right? Like, it's, you want to get into it, you have the passion for it. How do you get involved without, like, just, like, knowing someone at a company to get a job there? So, I believe that that person mm-hmm. can get a job in L.A. in fashion. I agree with that, too. Because... In fashion, all, all of the top labels and all of the top fashion magazines, they all need tech people. Mm-hmm. All the top retailers need tech people. So whatever they're doing, they can be doing for these fashion companies. Okay. And LA is obviously a great spot for it. Chicago is quite difficult to 
you know, find fashion jobs because most headquarters for the top fashion companies that people know about aren't in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are overseas in Europe as well. And, or the ones that are in the U S mostly New York. Right. Um, but that person can contact them. There's no, there's nothing to lose by reaching out to their HR department or hiring managers, whoever, whatever email you can find at that company and say, Hey, I do this. Does your company need this? Yeah. It's the easiest way to start. There's nothing to lose by it. The email will take you. You should take your time with the email. Yeah. Don't send just anything. Email will take you five to ten minutes. And when, when slash if they come back with, no, we don't need that, can you, you can ask them and follow up with what, you know, do you know anybody whether it's a friend or another company that mm. does this sort of thing or what can have been better in my pitch and it's as simple as that and with email and people are relatively cool with you know trying to help you get to that spot I 100 agree I did that let me think about this either three or four years ago I got some advice from my career mentor I want to relocate from Madison to Milwaukee it was Labor Day or Memorial Day weekend, one of the long weekends. So it was one Monday in my parents' basement, ironically. I just told my parents, like, don't talk to you for six hours. I compiled emails to companies I wanted to work at in Milwaukee. I said, this is what I do. This is why I moved to Milwaukee to be close to my family. This is what I can offer your company. Are you interested in having a conversation with me? Right? So something along those lines just seems perfect. You just got to get rid Exactly. And all you need is one. So, it, I mean, it really is a numbers game. Mm. You should be writing a quality email. If you're sending a quality email, and I'm not talking one that sounds good one time and you copy and paste it. If you truly individualize it and throw one fact in there about each company as mm. an individual company, so it at least comes off that you, you know, really took the time to learn about them. Right you'll get one or two responses back. And even if you get no's, again, if you reply with what can I do or, you know, do you know somebody, it's all about the networking game. And I've gone through that after I left the custom clothing company, whether I was trying to find full-time work aside from styling and designing my own line, it was emailing people, mm -hmm. just tons of connections. Who can you hook me up with? Do you need anything? Uh, can you, you know, do you want my services in any way? If not, do you know people? What can I do? And they connect me to people. And through a few connections, I found some people that are helping me take the next step. And it, you know, if I didn't send that first batch of emails out, it would have never happened. Yeah, like it's kind of a bottom up kind of situation, right? You have to kind of get your feet wet get in the industry itself, right? So do you have some other recommendations for people how to kind of get exposure? Like, should they be attending fashion shows? Should they be, well, what should they be doing to kind of gain that they have the eye or the interest? What are kind of next steps just to get involved, right connections? So it depends kind of what side of the fashion you want to get into. Okay. If you want to get into the designing or kind of the, the styling side of it, Going to fashion shows is a great option. Mm -hmm. And after uh, the show is done, 
find the designer. They're usually walking around, you know, give them 20, 30 minutes to wrap up. Yeah. But they usually come out and you can usually talk to them, especially in local. And that's one of the things that Chicago fashion is great about. It is very well connected. Yes. And so if somebody's doing a runway show, you can speak with those designers afterwards and tell them you're interested and tell them that you've been thinking about doing X, Y, Z. They might not say, hey, come and, you know, work for me. <laughs> but they might say, hey, I have another show coming up. You can easily say, is there any way I can help? Can, mm -hmm. I, can I be in the back? Can I watch this? Can I do something? Can I volunteer at the next show? There are also, there are certain venues that do shows more often than others. Right. Um, you can contact those venues and offer to volunteer. One of the, for my first runway show I ever did, it was for a custom clothing company, a different one that I worked for. Um, it was part of them, Akira was part of it. Uh, there were four or five different, you know, boutiques and stores that were a part of this. And it was so fascinating watching how everything kind of happened. I'm sitting there first time, obviously incredibly nervous because mm -hmm. I'd never done anything like that before. It was before I got into modeling officially. And I'm just watching the stylists kind of yell things to each other, the designers yelling things back and forth. I changed outfits like four or five times before even going out there because one thing looks better on somebody with a different skin complexion mm -hmm. or just a different build. So, you know, it, I think a minute or two right before the show in my first walk, they're like, no, switch. And I had to put something else on really quickly. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> and, you know, a lot of it's really hard in modeling. It's all about judging people. That's the whole thing. So you're putting yourself out there to be judged. Mm -hmm. And there's not much that's, you know, more terrifying than that. So going out there, you know, you're not sure if them telling you to change is because you don't look perfect in something. You're like, wait, do I not look okay? And, but all these hair and makeup people are like, oh, you look great. Every, everybody's so fun. Some people are drinking. They shouldn't be. Yeah. But, you know, some of the models are you know, doing their own thing. And you end up walking and it happens, you know, it's done so quick. Mm -hmm. But there's so much that goes into it. The setup, the lighting, the music. The MC is a huge part of it. Whoever's choreographing, even though most of the time it's just walking in a line, choreographing when everybody goes is a very difficult part of it because if it's not seamless, the show looks wrong. Yes. So there's so much that goes into it that there are opportunities to volunteer. So whether it's contacting designers, if it's a, one of my good friends, Boris Powell's a one of the most incredible Chicago designers. Mm. Uh, he's done amazing things, and he produces beautiful pieces, especially his uh, new collections that he's come out with, are amazing. And if I wasn't so close with him, and to your point about trying to get into it, if I had worn something of Boris's or seen something of Boris, mm. you can send Boris a message saying, I think your stuff is absolutely beautiful. Mm. Can I come and meet you? And it doesn't have to be a transaction. It doesn't have to be, I want to buy this. It doesn't have to be, 
I'm trying to get this from you. It can be, I want to meet you. Right. And he's the type of guy that is absolutely like, yeah, yeah I love to meet you because similar to me like I love talking about fashion he loves talking about fashion mm-hmm. so you meet those type of people and he's introduced me to people that have helped me out in my career both you know modeling or design and it's mutual motivation so just reach out and don't be afraid to reach out to people because especially in Chicago Fashion people are very friendly and want to connect you with others. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a sense of shared success. There's enough room for everybody. Yeah, it just it seems so phenomenal. I've been to plenty of fashion shows that were people that were excited to meet you. I mean, I literally went to SAIC fashion show and I knew one of the uh, instructors over there. I sat in front of the designers. So all the designers are sitting right behind me. And I was like, this is your boyfriend? I'm like, no. She's like, twice my age. It's not my girlfriend. Like, I'm here because I know like my friend Mary, right? It was so much fun. And I met some people afterwards. It's You just have to get yourself involved. You Absolutely. Know? And that's all it takes is just getting yourself involved. And it's scary at first, for mm-hmm. sure. And even now, it's... You know, it can be scary meeting certain people. You know, if some people have a big name or big reputation, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that doesn't care as much because I make a joke of myself all the time and right. I and would just goof off generally. But I totally get it that it, it's hard to just tell somebody, especially fashion's one of those things that for guys, mm-hmm. it's a weird thing to like it's almost there's almost a stigma for guys to like fashion there's definitely a stigma yeah Yeah. and i mean there's countless people you know that think xyz of me just because of how i dress just because of how i look and carry myself and so it definitely puts off a lot of guys from saying oh i'm interested in that but if you get talking with them They'll open up and you could be like, yeah, that guy totally is into style and fashion. He just mm. wants to seem like a you know super macho man. Right. And I think women are insecure talking about it a little too. Just because a lot of the you know business people I know, businessmen and women, mm. their lives are about corporate. It's business. Like they have their nine to fives or most eight to six or whatever hours they're working. And to them, it's like, well, how can I also like fashion? I already have this full-time job. Right. Well, there's nothing wrong with a hobby or an interest and getting involved with it. Everybody mm-hmm. needs those. That's what keeps you sane. And I think it was one of my problems early on when I was a consultant. I worked so much, mm-hmm. so many hours. I was all about the peak efficiency and how much work can I get done to impress these people, move up super quick, make all this money. And now, years later, I realized that if I were to go back to that, I would stop working every day at five and I would go and do something. I'd relax because I'm all about relaxing and doing nothing for a little bit. You gotta have your nothing a long time, but a hobby. And for me, if I were to go back, it would be styling and it would be reading or doing something with fashion Mm. because that's what your interest is. Most people don't say, I absolutely love my corporate job or my, you know, job working this retail store that I don't like at all. Most people don't say that they love it. So you got to have your hobby and passion 
and it's okay to talk about it too. And that's what I like to stress to guys, especially Mm -hmm. is that it's okay to be interested in fashion and style. It's okay to care about wearing clothes that fit you right in that aren't 10 sizes too big. (laughs) It's a whole nother thing trying to get guys not to buy a hundred dollar suit at Josie Banks or Men's Warehouse, but that's a whole different story. Yes. Uh, it's a way different ballgame and a different type of person, a whole other argument for another time. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, too, right? Like, people have those stigmas, and what I see is they're just uncomfortable themselves, right? And it's here nor there, right? But end of the day, what you were kind of alluding to earlier was you put something on, you spend time and money into what you're putting on, you want to feel good about yourself. At your job, when you walk in, you walk into like 30 emails you have to handle. You have meetings to go to. Why not feel good about yourself while you're there? Why not feel good when you're walking into a meeting to meet a client or whatever you're doing? Like, why not feel good about yourself? That's a huge part of what I try to instill in people mm-hmm. I work with, style, talk with. Um, my brothers are great examples. Uh, two of them, uh, so I have three brothers, mm-hmm. one older, two younger. Number one and three could not care less about fashion before I got into it. Right. And then when I made them some custom clothes and they mm-hmm. each got a custom jacket or a custom suit and one or both custom tux for my older brother's wedding, it's like, oh my God, this feels great. Right. I feel so good in these. And all of a sudden it's, oh, what pocket square goes with this? It's all about the details <laughs> and they care so much more. Mm-hmm. And when my dad's six, seven, uh, he's a real tall dude. And you know, especially for guys like that, or even women who are bigger or taller, mm. you stick out. And if you stick out wearing something that's too big, it's magnified. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad telling me after he came back from the airport, after one of the first times he was wearing his custom suit, he said something with the flight changed. And he went up you know, to the attendant at the desk and had talked with them. And they complimented his suit. And he was like, I didn't do anything, but they upgraded me to first class. <laughs> And he's like, everybody just looks and treats me better. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want everybody to think about because first impressions matter. Right. And also your self-confidence and just how you carry yourself matters so much. And what you wear and how much you care about what you wear and how you look and Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself from your skin to your body that directly makes you happy in all other aspects of life. Oh, yeah. So when you have a 8 a.m. meeting that you really don't want to go to because it's extra early and that nobody should schedule that early anyway, but if you show up and you're in a killer outfit and you get a compliment before that meeting starts, you're already feeling better. Mm-hmm. You have more energy. It shows that you care. And to me, that's one of the more important things is Mm -hmm. when somebody's dressed up, and I I don't mean expensive. You don't have to dress expensive to look nice. Mm -hmm. Some of my absolute favorite places to shop are TJ Maxx and Marshalls and thrift stores because you can get fantastic stuff for nothing. You do have to be willing to put in the time to sift through all that. But 
it's part of the fun of it, at least for me. It definitely is. And so just by looking a little bit better and wearing something you're happy with and that fits you well, you'll respect yourself so much more and everybody else will too. And I really attribute that to why I was moving up so quickly in corporate too, because mm-hmm. I cared how I dressed. I was known as one of the more stylish people in the office. And you just have more charisma. You have a smile when you're not looking like crap. And, you know, don't wear things that are baggy. There's no reason for you to wear baggy things anymore. Mm-hmm. If you think you have an issue or you don't know that you have an issue, hire somebody like me who a lot of the time, especially for friends or people I've met, I'll do completely for free. Just be like, go shop at this place. This type of jean, this type of dress pant will fit you better than what you're wearing. Yes. I don't charge anything for that. I genuinely want you to be in clothes that fit you correctly, that make you look better, that you'll be happy in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people share that. And I think that's, you know, people are like, why would I ever hire a stylist or a wardrobe consultant? I can look at a body and I can say to a guy or a girl, it took a little longer for girls since there's many more types of jeans, but I can look at somebody's body and tell them what brand jean would be best for them and what fit of that brand and where they can go get it. Right. And I can do that for different price ranges. And that's why you hire a stylist or befriend somebody like me. Uh, because it's so simple. It's such a simple fix that will make their lives that much better, happier. When you're happier at work, you're smiling, you're energetic, people notice that. I am mm-hmm. a true believer of a lot of the day-to-day work is BS. People remember people. And people remember if you're smiling, if you're a pleasure to work with. Those are the people that get promoted. Those are the people that make more money. Yes. And yes, money does buy some happiness. That is definitely part of it. You know, you can be absolutely broke and be happy too. Mm -hmm. It's all about perspective and, you know, what your level of happiness you you want to be. But money does buy certain things that provide happiness. And it's proven, there is scientific evidence, I wish I can quote a journal because that would be super cool, but there is evidence that shows the better you dress, the more confident you are, the more money you make, and the more likely you are to get promotions down the road. And that compounds on itself because when you're at your year-end review Mm. and you get a percentage more from your previous year, well, if you were more confident you had got promoted sooner, that percentage would be higher and each year would be higher and higher and you'd be making more and more money each year. Mm -hmm. And as stupid as it sounds, it could be because you were the best dressed person in the office. And a lot of people don't think humans can be that shallow, but it's what humans in nature is a lot of the time. Correct. And it's not always based on the work and it is based on emotions a lot Mm -hmm. of the time. Some people can accept that. Some people can't. Some people think I'm an asshole for thinking that. Other people are like, you know what? Fine. He's just being honest. This episode is sponsored by No Cold Feet Sock Company. 
They were founded on the belief that you should be able to find fun, colorful, quality socks for your big day with ease. Whether you're buying for the groom, groomsman, father, grandfather, or the whole wedding party, No Cold Feet is committed to providing you with well-designed, high-quality, and fun socks with great service. Grant mentioned this to me, and I checked it out, and it was absolutely incredible. I'm a huge fan of fun socks, as long as they match the outfit. <laughs> I, for one, am not uh, planning on getting married anytime soon, but my friends out there, if you're getting married, let's grab some of these for our wedding parties. These things are absolutely incredible. You can check out No Cold Feet Sock Company at nocoldfeet.co. So with all those fashion tips about people looking better at the office, looking better in their daily lives, what are some of the kind of faux pas, the mistakes that you see people make that are easily changeable on their own accord? All right, we'll start with guys, just because this one's so easy. <laughs> um, wearing clothes that don't fit okay. is the biggest, easiest thing to fix. And Chicago is terrible in this. So, if it's a suit, get it tailored. When you know a lot of the guys at some of the cheaper stores, they're trying to you know sell, sell, sell. Yes. It's not really about making it look perfect. Make sure it's well tailored. Mm-hmm. If you can, go to some place that you don't just spend a hundred dollars. Suits should be more than $100 or $200. You do get the quality you pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you really can, go custom because you will walk out looking great. If you go to do your research, go to a place that seems to have both great reviews and that you get along really well with. There are some custom clothes, and I know this really well. I know a lot of them in Chicago personally. There are some that talk a great game, and there are some that walk a great game. Um, And some of them, the quality is just amazing, and some, it's subpar. Um, Some, don't be, you know, if you look at their Instagram, and they have tons and tons of celebrities, but don't have any, you know, reviews, potentially. That's not necessarily a red flag, but just because they have a ton of celebrities doesn't mean... You know, that's the best thing to go with. Makes sense. Because some of the top labels out there, you know, some of the most well-known, the Gucci's, the Prada's, I'm not saying the products are bad because they're you know, nice quality and everything, but some of those names aren't as good quality as you'll get going custom and spending, you know, 1000 or 1200 It's a lot cheaper than, you know, spending 4000 or Well, there are some... Okay, they are amazing suits. Yeah. I, if you know, if I could afford all Tom Ford suits, I would do it. But you, six to eight thousand per pop—that's a little <laughs> out there. Uh, and I, you really don't need to spend that much to look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, even tailored, just getting tailored trousers, since a lot of companies aren't requiring suits all the time, but you do have to wear dress slacks. Go get four or five pairs of custom trousers. You'll spend a bit more, but a lot of the custom clothers, especially in Chicago, will be willing to work out some sort of deal with you, and 
you will walk away with trousers that fit you, that accentuate your legs and mm. the ass. And it's really remarkable when guys are like, huh, I didn't know that's how pants were supposed to fit. Because before, both of their legs could fit in one leg of right. their, you know, <laughs> giant balloon pants. So being willing and open to finding a little bit better, there are more tailored labels at those places like TJ Maxx and Marshalls mm-hmm. if you're looking for them. Right. There are some of those brands. It helps to go with somebody that knows what they're talking about. Um, look at a lot of look at Instagram, look at social media to get an idea of how things should fit. They should not be skin tight. That is a trend of a lot of celebrities and a few clothing places. You don't want it skin tight. You want it to be comfortable. And don't let your pants go too short. That's a big pet peeve of mine. I can't handle the new, what do you want to call this trend? The purposeful capri capri, look. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's terrible. I I can't handle it right now. Right. Trousers should be trousers. They should, you know, cover, they can show a little sock, tiny, tiny, tiny bit, but there should, the top of the front of the pant should sit on the top of your shoe. Yes. So if a little bit shows on the side, okay. But then think about, do keep in mind when you're sitting, how much of the sock will be showing. Now, innocent, awesome plug here. Um, fantastic sock company, mm-hmm. no, no cold feet. And they do a lot of, they gear it towards um, weddings and grooms or people looking to buy more than one pair. You get discounts for the more socks you buy. So they have all the fun socks that, you know, everybody's looking for right now. It's a trend. It's going to be in because people personalizing their style and even things where a wedding, a wedding party, you know, seven or eight groomsmen all wearing the same suit. It's their chance to, you know, do something different with some socks or change a plain gray suit up with some fun. So, you know, doing something with the sock, it's okay to show a little bit. Don't go obnoxious. Um, all right, since I just thought of it and we're on the topic of suits, a huge, huge pet peeve of mine. Mm. It's even worse in the winter, so if it weren't July right now, I'd be like fuming about this one. But when guys wear navy suits with the lightest brown shoes possible, <laughs> it's so distracting that nobody's looking at your clothes. And fine, if you're wearing something terrible, okay, fine. Wear shoes that distract. <laughs> but Oh, you mean like a, a plaid shirt and a horizontal striped tie? Yeah, sure. Well, that <laughs> does it too. Some people are talented enough they can pull that off. It's tough. But you can do it. I believe in mixing patterns. You can do it. But that is very tough. That's a that's a good. That's my biggest pet peeve ever for when the networking events I go to on a regular basis is like one guy that like everyone looks up to did that. And so like I spent eighty bucks my shirt and a hundred dollars my tie, so I'm gonna put them both together and I wanna claw my eyes out. And, and they, I'm like, no big and deal. They but like, think, and everybody that sees them because they're the fashionable person, they're like, oh, that totally works. I'm like, no, it doesn't work. You look terrible. You're just wearing two. Moderately expensive things. Yes. Totally. Yeah, I never liked that. So don't do that. Yeah, don't do Absolutely not do that. And don't do the extreme light brown shoes with a dark suit. It's just distracting. Women. Women have the luxury of being able to wear something 
loose mm-hmm. and it's still looking really cool and right. nice and, and still chic and elegant guys don't have that luxury guys if you're wearing something too loose it yeah. doesn't look good um, that's just as plain and simple as it gets I think women wear way too much black black is slimming and it has its awesome qualities to mm. it it's elegant especially when you're talking formal but day to day there's not enough color Fair. I think women need to dress for their skin tones and their eyes a little bit more if you have blue eyes be wearing blue clothing yeah. if you have green wear neut- wear topes wear olives and browns to really bring out that richness in your eyes if you have darker skin those are fantastic colors creams awesome color also is more personality it's really interesting if you walk around and a lot of people don't realize this until you really start paying attention Mm. if you walk around on a day where it's you know 75 perfectly sunny there are so many colors out and it's beautiful almost and there i mean for women there some people are in Jeans, capris, skirts, shorts, jean shorts, all different sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And if you take a rainy day, like the very next day, those same happy, you know, vibrant people will all be in gray and black. Yes. So people definitely dress towards the weather and their mood. One of the things that when I wake up, I check the weather, you know, relatively quickly. If it's raining, I almost make it a purpose to wear a color in something. Because too many people are wearing grays and blacks. That being said, I love gray. I'm a huge gray fan. I love monochromatic looks, Mm. not in suits. So men, don't do the black tux, black shirt, black tuxedo. Uh, Don't do that. Don't do that look. But... uh, Monochromatic can be really cool, especially when you go, you know, slightly different tints. Obviously, don't go the same tint for everything. But women, try some color. Olives, stay neutral. Don't go neon. I never got behind that, the neon trend of things. I've only worn neon for parties. Right. That or makes like, sense. I'm going like, I'm going to salsa. Someone wears neon shirt with white pants because like it's fun it's never like day to day if i were to wake up and do a bunch of cocaine then (laughs) i would consider wearing neon but since i don't do that every morning i will stick with conservative colors because that's what looks best on me and that's what looks best on most people right so staying by the i mean olive is a beautiful color my favorite color and i think one that looks great on almost every skin type is navy Mm -hmm. true navy dark navy it's beautiful it goes with everything right yes i'm gonna you know there's the you can't wear navy and black together you can 100 percent wear navy and black together one of my favorite pieces i've designed is navy and black together and it's a elegant long formal dress Uh, you can mix those two things together so don't be afraid to do that just try wearing some color it doesn't have to you know don't go neon you don't have to go crazy prints and uh, you know prints are a big thing and they're definitely trending they have been for a couple years now Mm. 
you don't have to go something that's obnoxious. Guys, if you're doing a Hawaiian shirt, which I love a good Hawaiian shirt, right. like palm trees, cool. Palm trees and flamingos, a little bit too much. So try to like keep it simple while still being fun. Okay. And you know, that's those are a few of the I can't think of anything else. Women women wear high heels more often than you think. It they just look good. And if you're especially if you're trying to like attract somebody, they just add a whole different dimension to an outfit. There are cute flats and that's great for the daytime, but if you're out in the evening and you want to stand out above the rest, toss on a cute heel. Do you have a recommendation for walking in heels? So I have talked with a few runway coaches right. that can teach women how to walk in heels. There is something to that. I, can, I hope so. Because I, I, I've been embarrassed by some people going with the, like, I love them. They're fun. They're great people. But they're like, wobble, wobble. Like, no, like, right. just don't wear it or walk it. Right. Like, yeah. It's like stomp, stomp, stomp. And right. just, it sounds like Yeti's walking <laughs> down the street. I totally get that. It's, I think it's an art form. I think women have it so much harder, especially in a runway show. Mm. I don't understand how female models wear these incredibly tight dresses or outfits and garments and these ridiculously high heels and manage to walk so gracefully down one way. And then there's me who's just, in, you know, at one outfit I was wearing some plaid t-shirt, some cool rolled up ripped jeans and these badass work boots. And they told me to walk manly and really like kick, kick my toes up. And I'm like, how much easier is this for me? Just <laughs> kicking my toes up and not worrying about, oh my God, am I going to fall right yeah. now? So practicing, it sounds so stupid, mm -hmm. but practicing makes a big difference. If you women, from the amount of time I've been around these coaches, if you kind of pull your body up and so if you're standing still, pull your shoulders up, pull your head up, pretend you're making a ponytail, pull that up so you are standing with great posture, shoulders mm -hmm. back, you will already be lighter on your feet than you were and try to walk not toe heel not heel toe but kind of right in between and softly and gracefully and i think you will see a better success so if you're a stomper try that pretend you're pulling your ponytail upwards and then go from there I, that's fantastic because like i've seen some people are even walked with that i felt bad like do you need a payback ryan like I don't be rude about it, but it's just like, I feel like you really aren't enjoying this five block walk from dinner to the afternoon drinks with our friends that we're gonna meet, and it's just unacceptable. Some shoes suck, and that's plain yeah. as can be. So, and the same for guys too, there are brands, you, it really helps to know your foot. And the same thing with clothes generally. It right. helps to know your body and mm -hmm. what brands fit you better. And this is where a stylist can really help you out. Okay. So I know somebody that has a rounder or wider foot, needs a certain brand of shoe, and can't wear certain brands that... Mm -hmm. So I have a really narrow foot. I know what brands fit me best. I also know it for athletics. And so I know when somebody needs Asics versus Nike. And those are important things to know. And it's 
really important for women to know what shoes fit their feet well too. Mm. Don't just go to the stores, the brands that you know. There are so many stores out there. And a lot of boutiques in Chicago too, go to them, try them out, try the different brands. The people there are so happy to help you mm. find a comfortable shoe. Not just because it could mean sales for them, but because they actually find joy in helping you right. be comfortable. And that's what they do for their living and that's what they love. You can find tons and tons of shoes, not just the big names that everybody knows of. Um, I mean, like Cole Haan has the Nike Air Cushion in it for women and their heels, so obviously that helps. If you buy, a, you know, buying heels from mm. women, us, you know, half size bigger to allow for swelling, you can also, there are some inserts that help provide a little extra padding and you can do things like that to help too. Really practicing them and wearing them more often. It's kind of like building up endurance. You just get used to it. Right. And saying, F it, I just want to look good. Also mentally, it's like, okay, I can deal with this because I look damn good and my legs and ass look great. <laughs> and that's always worth it. I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah totally. Obviously. Awesome. Well, it was a fantastic quick chat. Anything else you want to leave listeners with before we sign off? Just enjoy, try to enjoy style and use it as your way to tell your personal story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's, I'm not flashy, I like taking conservative or classic things and twisting them a little bit so don't just do the blue suit do a cool blue suit with a tiny subtle plaid to it um i love jewelry i like making my own jewelry and simple accessories can change the game i love wearing belts with certain things and i break rules like i don't ever match my belt to my shoe i don't think you need to so like Right now, I'm wearing a blue belt, but my shoes are brown. And that's totally okay, and it's totally acceptable and cool. Women, same thing. Wear an accessory. Wear something that helps you stick out. If you're wearing, uh, you know, something with a plunging neckline, wear a necklace that draws attention to exactly where you want it to be drawn. There's nothing wrong with that. It's sexy. It looks good. You'll feel better. There's nothing better than getting compliments on you know, how you dress for the day because Mm -hmm. you put a little time into it. So a lot of people keep sweats in their closet because they want to be comfy all the time. If you take the sweats out of your closet and put nicer clothes in it, you will dress nicer more often. Right. You will care more often. And my belief is to dress up first and foremost for yourself because you want to make yourself happy. And because it can lead to successes that you don't necessarily realize, a lot of people not in fashion don't see what impact it can have. Mm-hmm. But also dress up for the people you care about. Right. If you are going on a date, that's one of my biggest pet peeves with guys, is they don't spend enough time looking nice on their dates. I have a great friend that goes on a ton of first dates. Right. He always looks like crap. And every single time, I'm like, why don't you wear this or that? It will have a much, you'll have a better chance at going on a second date. You know, who cares what happens first date, but going on a second date and dress up for the people you care about because it shows a level of respect and just care and confidence for yourself that 
immeasurable. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, it's about being happy and, you know, doing what makes you happy and feel good. Mm-hmm. And fashion and style does that. And there's help out there. So if you don't know what you're doing, there are people like me that can help you. We should put in the show notes. So Grant, appreciate you be the show. Awesome. This was a fantastic episode. I've been trying to get Grant on my podcast for the longest time. I've known him. He's such a great guy. So busy. Has so many things going on in his life. But this conversation was totally worth it. As you can probably tell, we could have talked for hours. He is so knowledgeable. I'm just a sponge wanting to absorb all the information I can from him about style, fashion, etc. Men, women, any types of things. This guy is so incredible. He has such a diverse background, brings so much fun and enthusiasm to each conversation. It was absolutely incredible. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Grant McNamara. This episode is also sponsored by the CMAA's Red Party. On August 23rd, 2017, please join the Chinese Mutual Aid Association, CMAA, for the 2017 Red Party. For the past two years, CMAA has organized Chicago's most exciting summer event, taking place in River North's very own East Bank Club. Get your favorite red outfit ready and invite your friends because you won't want to miss this year's edition. New for this year is the inaugural Asian American Men's Fashion Show. Their models will be sharply dressed by local and very talented Asian-owned clothiers, Mindbun Supply Company, and ESQ Clothing. Your ticket purchase will directly support CMAA's effort to provide crucial social services to the immigrants and refugee communities across Chicago and area. Some highlights include the inaugural Asian American Men's Fashion Show, a DJ, two company drink tickets, cash bar, rooftop setting, and more goodies. I for sure will be there. It will be absolutely incredible. I'm super pumped because this is the Midwest's first Asian American Men's model only fashion line which means the only models in the show are asians it's actually going to be absolutely incredible i'm so excited catch me there august 23rd 2017